0: It's been described as as big a global threat as climate change. An antibiotic resistance occurs when bacteria evolve to sidestep the antibiotics that we use to kill them. With resistance rising at the rate that it is, we could be facing what some are dubbing an antibiotic apocalypse, where even trivial infections become untreatable and life-threatening. The situation's made even worse by the fact that almost no new antibiotics are being developed by the major pharmaceutical companies. Now, though, scientists from Sheffield University are coming to the rescue. Kirsty Smitten has uncovered a new lead based on the heavy metal ruthenium. It can destroy antibiotic-resistant bacteria, including those that are known as gram-negatives, which have multiple defences, including complex membranes and pumps to eject drugs, so they're traditionally regarded as much harder to treat. Katie Haler heard how it works.
1: So we used a pathogenic strain of E. coli that is multidrug-resistant and it causes urinary tract infections. And on a non-resistant E. coli strain, the compound was even more active against some of the strains than ampicillin. The most promising thing is they actually retained this high activity in the multidrug-resistant strains, whereas the ampicillin obviously wasn't active on the multidrug-resistant strains.
2: You had some E. coli in a, well, in a petri dish in a lab this was actually resistant to other antibiotics you added this compound and it killed it yeah it killed it
1: at very very very
2: low concentrations
1: below the dose you typically use clinical antibiotics at can you tell us what's actually going on then
2: to make it not only good but better than other antibiotics
1: We've visualised the compound peeling away the outer membrane of the E. coli cells. That happens within 10 minutes. And then at later time points, we see bubbling of the inner membrane. It's called blebbing. And that means that I've both taken away that first barrier of defence and then damaged that second barrier of defence. And then at 60 minutes, we see the compound getting inside the cell and it localises at the poles of the cell Um, We don't currently know exactly what it's localising to at the poles of the cell. We've got some ideas, but that's still ongoing research.
2: Is this varied mechanism of action? Is this unique to this drug? There are some drugs
1: that target the membrane and they do things like punch holes in it so that they can get inside the cell and you get quite a lot of drugs that damage DNA. But I've never seen one that actually fully tears off the membrane. We think it's quite original.
2: How do you know it's actually getting through the cell wall? How do you do this imaging? So we use a super-resolution
1: microscope And when the compound binds to parts of the cell, it lights up and you see red on the microscope. So the whole of the outer cell membrane we can see is red.
2: So crucially, you can tell where it is, where it's gone.
1: And then the way that we've seen the membrane peeling away is because ruthenium has quite a lot of electrons in it because it's a heavy metal, which means that you can use it for electron microscopy instead of light microscopy. And we visualised with the electron microscopy, that's where we've seen the whole membrane peeling away from the cell.
2: How are you not going to encounter the same problem with bacteria becoming resistant to this drug as is already a massive issue with other drugs?
1: The main known mechanism of action for resistance is bacteria express an enzyme. It's called beta-lactamase. And this enzyme breaks down something called a beta-lactam ring, which is inside the majority of penicillin-based antibiotics. They all contain this structure And this enzyme breaks down that specific structure. But because our compound doesn't contain that structure, the enzyme won't break down the compound. So we know we're not going to hit that. And also we're hoping it's not going to be pumped out of the cell through the efflux pumps
2: because it's quite a lot bigger than your typical antibiotic. So it wouldn't usually fit through these channels. It sounds like very exciting work, but putting something in a dish in a lab is very different to having it in a human. So What do you have to do now or what are you working on now to try and get this into people who need it? So I have done an insect model.
1: They're wax moth larvae and it shows that the compound is non-toxic up to 80 milligrams per kilogram. And that's well above the dose that would be required to clear an infection. So that initial study showed that the compound was non-toxic in a living thing.
0: Early days, but watch this space. That was Kirsty Smitten. She was speaking with Katie Haler, and her paper has just been published in the journal ACS Nano.